Today, we're going to go into the benefits or why consider relocation. We'll talk about the process, and we'll also go over some things to consider. So what are the benefits of relocation? Or another way to ask this is, why should you consider relocation? Considering relocation is an important component of career planning. It's a personal decision if you should or should not consider relocation for career purposes. There are family-driven relocation reasons, but for now, I'll focus on the concept of an executive who makes the decision if they should pursue opportunities outside their commutable area for career purposes. In my experience, there are three camps of people to align into. One, not willing or able to relocate. Two, actively looking to move for family, lifestyle, or personal reasons. Or three, open to relocation for the right opportunity. So which sector do you identify with? Before responding, let's have a bit of discussion about what the impacts or benefits of relocation can be for you and your family. I'm uncertain if people put the appropriate amount of time into considering this critical question. Too often, people just make a decision that they're not going to look at relocation because they just don't want to. I'm not saying that you should relocate, but you should at least consider the implications of being willing or unwilling to relocate. Depending on where you live, your industry, and your desired career path, not being willing or able to relocate can have a profound limiting impact on one's career, and being willing to relocate can have a very positive impact. I will use the medical device industry as an example because it's where I spend my time and it's an industry I'm familiar with, but there are many other industries that have similar situations, albeit the locations and limitations might be different. The med device industry is based around three or four hub geographies, Boston, Northern California, Minnesota, Southern California. There's probably a few more. If you live in one of these hubs, you can probably do okay if you can't or will not move. But if you're in the outlying areas with a handful of companies, you might be severely limited. Let's look at a couple example executives to see how their careers play out when they are or aren't willing to relocate. Executive A wants to stay local. He has limited roles available to him because he's not able or willing to move. There's variable demand on his job because there simply aren't that many companies for him to expose himself to when he's looking to make a career change. What happens to his salary and title? What opportunities are in the market? What will companies pay for him? Typically, folks who don't relocate have to make some compromises on the opportunities that are available and their salaries are often lower and their titles are lower. Executive B is willing to look nationally for the right job. He's able to hold out for the right title. What are people willing to pay for the inconvenience of moving? They're typically willing to pay a higher premium to individuals because, after all, they are moving their family across country for an opportunity. From a career perspective, executives who move will have a more diverse set of experiences, higher pay, better titles, and will be more secure and marketable because of the variable experiences that they have. I'm going to go out and say this right now about the medical device industry. Most people who are in senior level executive positions have been willing to move two to three times in their career for opportunities for advancement. 
It's not to say that you need to make your children into military brats and move every three years, but strategically relocating two to three times in your career will put you ahead. Some other benefits of relocation, your family will become more resilient. This is how life is. Your kids will probably go off to college. They'll have to meet new people. Oftentimes, people are concerned about taking their kids out of school and putting them in a new environment. But these experiences early in life help individuals to develop their character, their ability to be resilient, their ability to make new friends, their ability to be flexible. You're also able to offer other experiences. There's amazing things in all of the regions throughout the U.S. Having the opportunity to be a part of those as part of your career can be tremendously fulfilling. You get the benefit from cost of living or real estate appreciation. That is to say, if the cost of living is lower where you move to, you'll have more money available to you because your housing might be less expensive and you might be able to save more. And if you go to a more expensive place, your salary will typically be higher and your real estate will be higher, but it will typically appreciate more, so you might have a larger nest egg when you decide to sell that home and move to a lower cost of living area for retirement. There's the excitement of learning new things. I've relocated several times in my career, the largest being from New York to Southern California. I can't tell you how much excitement there was in learning new neighborhoods and figuring out how to navigate and being able to explore the mountains, the desert, the beautiful climate, being able to see the parks here in Southern California and Northern California, the amazing skiing, all these amazing opportunities that were created for me because I was willing to relocate and live in another area. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with staying within a world that's close to you but you may just miss out on some opportunities to take in life's pleasures because you weren't looking at moving. There really is a fulfilling set of experiences waiting out for you, not just in your career, but personally, if you're able to make the leap and do something different. Ultimately, the choice is yours, but I wanted you to consider the big picture from both a career perspective and a life experience perspective before you make the decision. I also want you to understand how this choice can impact you and accelerate or decelerate your career. So let's talk about the relocation process. It starts with a discussion with your spouse or if you're not married and single, some self-reflection. You should review the thoughts that were illustrated in the previous section and decide what fits you best. Are you willing to make these sacrifices, take on these opportunities for your career and growth, or is staying in your local area really who you're going to be most comfortable with? There really isn't a better or worse. I just simply wanted to illustrate both of these opportunities for you, and you need to make that choice with your eyes open. If you think that relocating might be for you, the posture that I typically recommend, unless you have a life-driving event that, that is pushing relocation for you is to be open to relocating for the right opportunity. And I think that's something that if you have a spouse and a family is a good discussion with your spouse, because in reality, you're not going to relocate for the wrong opportunity and you shouldn't. You shouldn't just relocate for relocation's sake. You should only relocate for the right opportunity. So that's where you should be in the beginning of this process is aligned with your spouse, partner, if your children are smaller, this could be disruptive, but if they're a little bit older and, they want, and they're able to be part of the process, then the early process is being willing to look at the right opportunity in the right location. 
And location is another piece. So where are you willing to relocate to? I would really encourage you to be open on this. Lots of people go into relocation with preconceived notions about specific areas. I'll give you some examples. I do a lot of work in Salt Lake City, and there are a lot of people that in the first mention of the Salt Lake City Valley have no interest in relocating to Salt Lake City because they have concerns about the large Mormon population. I'm here to tell you that Salt Lake City is an amazing place. Over my career, I've spent many, many, many weekends and many, many weeks out there doing business in a manufacturing plant that we have. I love Salt Lake. The weather is amazing down in the valley. They have some of the best snow in the world, some of the nicest people, and some of the greatest outdoor activities. But if you weren't open to taking a look at Salt Lake City, you might miss out. Many people say no originally, and then they say, give it a try, go out there, and then they're finding it to be an amazing, magical place with a very low cost of living, really good compensation, and a host, a variety of amazing activities. So just be open. There might be some places that you're just unwilling to go, but I would recommend those being places that you maybe have lived before and didn't like, or you specifically know because you've experienced the place that that's not some place you're interested in. So don't just poo-poo opportunities or locations because of preconceived notions. Really try to be open on that. The other example of this is Southern California. Many people are intimidated by the cost of living, but I'm here to tell you that there are some really great opportunities in Southern California. The compensation can be significantly better than other areas, and once you get into the real estate here, it really can be a phenomenal opportunity, and you know what? The numbers do work, and you can live a great lifestyle. So, you know, There are many things that organizations can do to bridge those gaps, so I just encourage you to be open in terms of locations, but it is a good discussion to have with your partner is, are you willing to relocate for the right opportunity, and if so, where? So that's the first step. The next step would be communication. So we've discussed before having one or two recruiters who you respect and trust that would keep an eye out for phenomenal opportunities for you. That's part of the discussion is, hey, I'd be willing to relocate and here's the areas or here's what a great opportunity would cause me to relocate is and here's the limitations I have. Um, Also, if you're just exploring on the internet, taking a look at some jobs in some areas that you think might be interesting could be a good opportunity. So then from there on in the process, we're going to talk about the interview. So you're going to do a phone interview with the manager, and, and inevitably the question is going to come up, well, how do you feel about relocation? So at the phone interview point, I would really recommend that you say something similar to this. I'm open to relocating for the right opportunity. I've discussed this with my spouse, and we both feel aligned on this fact. The reality on relocation is that in the beginning, you should be skeptical, and you should only be open to the right opportunity. In line with your interest in the company, the job, and the person you're going to work with, your interest or openness to relocate for that job should increase. You don't need to be signing up to relocate in the first phases, but as the process continues, it should align in terms of your information that you gain and how excited you are about the potential of relocating. I wouldn't expect the relocation package to put you over the fence in terms of relocating. You really should be relocating for the right opportunity, right company, right job. It may just be an additional great experience to move to this area. 
So let's talk about the next process. So the next thing you'd have is you'd go in for a face-to-face interview, and this wouldn't be any different. The only thing that could be different is that they may arrange an area tour for you. This could happen in the first interview. It could happen in the second. And uh, if possible, I would request that my spouse was, would come out for that area tour. And the reason is many times there's a misalignment between the person interviewing for the job and the spouse. And I want to just recognize it at this point because you're going to go through this if you decide to relocate. For the person relocating, the experience is tangible. You're speaking to the managers. You're interviewing with the company. You've physically seen the company. You, you're the person that's going to experience the new job and you have this, this increased level of excitement. For your spouse, this is just something that's talked about, a concept. And honestly, the negatives or the daunting, overwhelming components of this are the things that come out through the process because they're experiencing it through you. The benefit of an area tour is you get to experience this together. You actually get to see this location. It becomes a real thing, not just a concept through the phone. And that's really important because at the end of the day, whether you're going to do it or not is your choice. But you should at least have the information and your spouse should be on this journey with you. Not The most frustrating thing, I think, for many candidates and, and certainly companies and recruiters is people go through the process and they get an offer. And at the end of the day, they call back and say, I'm going to decline the offer because my spouse isn't willing to relocate. I, I don't want that to happen to you. Because it's not a really great career experience. It, it doesn't help your brand because people say, well, why didn't you know this earlier? And, you know, people won't tell you this, but I'm going to tell you this. The way you know this earlier is you go out together and see the area. And you, you go through this process together. If at the end of the area tour this doesn't make sense, then it doesn't make sense. But you don't get to that offer point and then turn it down because now you're really making the decision. You want to go out there and see it and gather the information. So let me give you a couple more tips on the offer process. Be careful of internet research. There's a lot of intimidating things on salary calculators, and you know it's good input, but don't get married to those. Um, at the end of the day, what data will help you is speak to realtors. Speak to realtors where you're selling your house and speak to realtors where you're buying your house. Understand what the true cost of buying a home is. Many times, depending on the market, it may be way less than what's on the internet, and it may be way more. So really understand from people, not just postings. Although research can be a really valuable component, you really want to talk to people. Uh, Another one is talk to a banker or a mortgage broker in the process because you want to understand what's going to cost you to get that home. How much can you afford and what down payment do you need? Because many times there are more options than you think and sometimes there's less. So that's a really important input that you should have um, probably right as you're going into the offer process. Um, as I said, be leery of cost of living calculators. I would recommend you build a spreadsheet with real numbers. What will it be like in this new place? What is it like now? What do you pay for things? Because that is way more compelling for you to make a decision and also helpful as we've discussed in the previous episode about negotiation because you can help people walk in your shoes. At the end of the day, more expensive areas do not pay salaries in line with what the salary calculators say. They don't. It's not the way it works. You don't get 60% more in Southern California than you do in Minnesota. However, the scenario still works because of the way that your deal is structured and the way that you work your finances. And you need to think about that and have live discussions with your recruiter or the HR person or your banker about how things work and then understand what your mortgage was, what it will be, and what it looks like to live there. Um, and if it makes sense, but you know, you can't just rely on salary alone to make it up. 
Don't forget about taxes. There could be tax benefits. For example, if you're in a more expensive cost of living area, you ha- may have a much larger mortgage interest deduction. And, of course, certain areas have lo- higher or lower state income taxes, th- so that can also be a big benefit. So make sure they're in your equation. I'm certainly not a tax advisor. I don't purport to be, and I won't give you tax advice. So for individual information, please talk to a registered and certified tax advisor. But, again, don't forget about taxes. Also, there are some tax benefits to relocation depending on how it's structured and some tax implications depending on the structure of the benefits you receive. So consulting your tax advisor would be a wise decision as you're looking at relocation. Um, Another tip is develop your own relocation plan. So for this, you should discuss with mentors, people who have done it before, your recruiter. um, If you're able to have a third-party relocation advisor as part of your relocation package, you want to develop a plan. When are you going to move? What's it going to look like? Where are you going to live? What's your temporary scenario look like? What does your long-term scenario look like? Um, Having a plan can be really helpful and take a lot of the fear out of it because at the end of the day, a lot of people's plan is the, the person going to a job shows up, starts, And you spend some time in the area, you get to know the area, then you look for a place, and then your family comes out. Not always. If you have small kids, you probably want them out with you. But sometimes it's easier to come out by yourself, be focused on the job for a few weeks, and then go back and forth, and then really move people out. So you want to have a plan. You want to get input from other people. There's so many scenarios. We could probably do a whole podcast on Relo Plan. And again, this is just kind of an overview, so I'm going to leave it at that for now. So another thing to think about is the size of the company that you're interviewing with and your expectations. So there's two general type of relocations, and they typically fall in line with the size of the organization that you're looking at. Um, Small companies or startups tend to give lump sum relocations. The advantage of that is it's a pile of cash that you do what you want with. Uh, The disadvantage is you got to figure everything out yourself. It also tends to be more uh, common amongst lower level individuals, but you know, many executives at small startups will get a, a cash relo, and you just want to um, understand the tax implications of that. Um, in terms of the other things, so you'll see midsize and larger companies will have a um, defined benefit plan basically for relo. So they'll cover certain components, and you want to make sure you understand that. So talk to the HR person, the recruiter or the third-party relocation vendor. And these can be um, a real benefit for you, and sometimes they can be really frustrating. Um, One of the opportunities I had when I worked um, at Edwards Life Sciences is I led or was part of their um, relocation vendor um, decision process. And some of these, they're just literally call centers. And so you need to to understand your expectations. Um, Others are very high customer service, and we'll get back to you, and you'll have the same individual. Um, Hopefully you have that. You don't have much of a choice. But these people in these third-party relocation companies can help you to manage the relocation process, and I would encourage you to engage with them because they are the experts. They do this every day, and they do have some really good advice. Um, So some special scenarios or things to consider. Um, So children in high school. So in general, I don't necessarily think that it's uh, always the easiest to relocate children in high school. Um, I would have them involved in the um, discussions uh, a little bit earlier 
if they're of that age because it's a fairly significant impact. I've seen many executives do this successfully, but you really do want the kids to be part of that decision, at least once you get into the face-to-face interview process. If you have a senior in high school or you're one to two years from relocating, um, there are some tax uh, implications in terms of being able to delay your relocation to allow children to finish school. So if you're in that scenario, um, that may be an option for you. So talk to your tax advisor. Um, you know, if they're in the junior and senior year, a lot of people elect to leave their kids in the in the uh, originating place and uh, and then um, have them, you know, kind of not come with them but go to college. Um, so that could be an option for you. Long-term commuting. So uh, long-term commuting rarely works. I mean, I've, I've been doing this for almost two decades, and, and often this is not successful. Um, people in many companies want that person there more than you think. And it's really hard to do. I, I, you know, I think it's a scenario that you can do if you have kids in high school and you're looking for them to finish. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're looking at a job and they want you to move, then you got to really look at that job and say they need me to move. There are plenty of jobs now in this current economy that will allow you to work remotely, and that's a totally different scenario. But you know, I would be leery of of uh, signing up for long term commuting, both as a, a hiring leader or a candidate because it's just it's just really difficult um moving to a higher cost of living area we talked about this a little bit don't let salary calculators throw you off and don't let it get intimidating especially with larger companies there's a lot of things that companies can do from mortgage subsidies to um, bridge loans on equity to to sign on bonuses that will help um, bridge the, the cost of living. Like I said, um, salaries simply aren't that much higher, so it's not like you're going to get a doubling of your salary, but there could be some really great benefits that make a higher cost of living area a great opportunity, so don't uh, don't shy away from them. Uh, you know, At the end of the day, if the deal doesn't make sense, uh, that's another thing, but there are great opportunities. So um, you know, similar to being open to locations, actually it is being open to locations, you know, check it out. So anyway, I wanted to give you a quick overview of relocation. Again, we can go into this much deeper in a future episode. If you have any questions, please hit me on Twitter or uh, send me an email through um, LinkedIn. But uh, that's going to wrap up this episode. So I hope that you will uh, subscribe on iTunes, write us a review, connect to me on Twitter at MedDeviceTalent, and keep tuning in. I really appreciate it, and I hope this is helping you to develop And thanks for joining us today.